I love, 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 love that. that. That's good to hear. I think that most men do. And I will, as a woman, bring this up. It's better for me if a man can let me know. Like if they're like, oh, that feels incredible. I love that. Versus just being quiet. Because if they're just quiet, I'm like, I don't know if they like this or not. I'm probably going to stop and do something different. But if they're like, oh, that feels so good, then I know I'm on the right track. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. Dear Sam, yes. Dear Susie, where? Dear Sam, when? This is the What Bird Are You podcast. This is our podcast celebrating sex. Safe sex. Consensual sex. Sex without shame or guilt. The kind of sex you discover when you become your first best lover. We'll be talking about our own sexual experiences and bringing other people's voices into the dialogue. And we will be reviewing sex toys. (laughs) (laughs) We're people who simply enjoy sex. So if you are not an adult or unwilling to be part of a frank conversation about sex, this is not for you. If you're under 18, do you really want to hear people your parents' age talking about sex? Welcome Welcome to to the the show. show. Let me let me hear your best Saturday. You did, you said that's a hard banter. You said I can't do it. We rehearsed it before the <laughs> podcast, and you said no, absolutely no. That's a hard banter. No. I know. I kind of want to record it though, so you can hear how horrible it is. Can I publish it? <laughs> it's your southern. It's your horrible southern accent. So I've, I've I, like I said, I'm rimming around the subject now. I've been able to convince you. <laughs> I can say my horrible southern accent and you will allow me to publish it. So here it is. I want uh, the audience to give feedback too uh, on my southern accent because I have a really fantastic joke that's said in a southern accent. I think it's really believable. But anyway, here we begin the, here we here we begin the podcast episode. <clears throat> Susie Bell, how do you please a man? <laughs> Tell me, darling. <laughs> In this episode, we're talking about how to please your man. (laughs) Oh, I would only please a man that doesn't talk in a fake Southern accent. Oh, no. Just letting you know. That's what I aim for. Can I do my Irish accent? accent? Would it be a lot better? (laughs) It's way better than your Southern accent. Absolutely. Uh, Susie Bell, how do you you please your man? (laughs) I think you have some work to do. Uh, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How do you answer the question? Oh, my gosh. I have a whole list. I mean, I, it's not one answer. Um, I'm glad we're talking about this. Because we've, in, 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 the, in the several episodes we've done, we've really been focusing on uh, the female pleasure, female empowerment, female experiences in the bedroom and beyond. So uh, this is going to be our first episode where we're talking about, I guess, in mostly like sexual experiences, how to please a man. In the bedroom. So I do want to focus on in the bedroom. And we have talked a lot about how to please a woman. We've also talked about what you and I find pleasure in individually. And I really wanted to look at uh, pleasing men. It's important. And I don't feel like we've really touched on it a whole lot. And I'm excited about being able to really dive into it. And for me personally, I've been thinking about it all day. And what I focused on when I was in my 20s versus now when I'm in my 40s is very different. Um, When I was younger, I was nervous a lot. I was always 
thinking that there was a certain way to please a man or I had to act in a certain way or I had to look a certain way. I had to present in a certain way in order for a man to find pleasure in me or for me to stand out from other women. And now in my 40s, that's really changed. So right now what I realize, what men find most attractive, I feel like in me, is my confidence mm-hmm. and my own connection to my own sexuality, which we have talked about in other episodes, but it's going to come up in this episode as well. And I think it was interesting looking at the episodes and talking about what pleases you and you're very much a server. You get pleasure from giving pleasure to women. And that's so beautiful and so wonderful, but not everyone's like that. Um, and, and you were definitely much more so than any man that I've ever been with. So that's kind of why I really wanted to talk about this. I think it's a great topic. I think it's a great topic. And top server is a position that I really enjoy to be in right now, I really enjoy giving part of that experience and being a part of of that emotion is is a is a fantastic thing. But as you as you say, that's not a very common thing. The general expectation between heterosexual couples, men and women, is that uh, well, men are going to come, and hopefully a woman comes. Uh, and to make a man come, you have to give a blowjob, you have to give a hand job, you have to do a variety of positions. How do you please? Your man, Susie, other than being confident, which is a really great start. It's a good start. And and I, I want to back up just a second before I dive in. Beep, to, beep, to, yeah. beep, <laughs> beep. Does that mean backing up a second? Yeah, isn't that, isn't that what it means? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> just warning oh, you. Oh, no, I don't even, I don't remember what I was going to say now. You totally distracted me. It's, it's the backing up. <laughs> You're killing me. All right. Well, I guess I'm just going to dive in now. Let's do it. Uh, All right. Okay. I am backing up. I do think that in most cases, most men will come. But I have a feeling that if you interviewed most men, they would say there are certain experiences and partners that were just okay versus these certain experiences that were kind of next level. And us talking on this podcast about sex and about a more openness around sex, I really want us all to aim for really great sex, right? Whether that be with a really long time partner, with a new partner, with yourself through masturbation, I really want us to try and like go to a higher level sexually. So that's what I'm aiming for. I do think most men will come, you know, in most cases. So that's why I think this uh, is important as well. So um, be attentive and, and, and be really present. I think that's one of the first things. And also know your partner, right? So, and this could be someone that you don't know for very long or someone that you've known a really long time. What turns them on? What are their proclivities? So let's talk about like, what do you wear? When you and I first got together, I had all this beautiful lingerie and I, I, I love to wear lingerie and I've spent a lot of money on my lingerie and I, I, I really, um, I'd love to get dressed up in it. But after a while, I realized it just wasn't your thing. And I'm really glad we talked about it because it's, it's not your favorite thing. Do you want to tell us what your favorite thing is? Well, the the looks too. Like we're starting with this, the the, the look of the the female partner or the look of any partner. I mean, I, I suspect this could be in relation to uh, to uh, homosexual males too. You know, 
Absolutely. they're going to be attracting each other and, and the look, the presentation, the confidence. My aesthetic, what really pleases me in a woman, is intellectual and athletic prowess. And lingerie is sexy, and absolutely, you wear lingerie, fantastic. But I like when you, in particular, look the part of moving, like moving through a landscape. And that includes booty shorts. That includes knee-high socks, roller skating. That looks like you're about to do something. And your form through a tight-fitted shirt, to me, is a lot more sexy than anybody's form through kind of fragile, silky, convoluted outfits. Me. That's me. My, my view. I'd much rather have a white shirt that's form-fitting that like you're wearing right now oh my gosh uh yes that's what i like and, and uh, thank you very much point proven did it distract you a little yes the blood changed its location from cerebral to uh not well, that's, thank you. That's perfect. That's my whole point. Know what your partner is into. And I was really glad when we finally had that discussion and that conversation. And I was like, oh, that's easy. You know, I've been like putting myself out to wear all this beautiful stuff and he doesn't seem to notice. And once we had that conversation, I was like, oh, I'm going to be wearing my boy short underwear and this cute little white, you know, athletic top and he's going to love it. So I think that's kind of important. Like ask your partner what turns you on. And uh, so that's a really good start. So be present. Don't be on your phone. Be connecting. Know what your partner's into. What I find is men are very visual. You've told me that. I'm a vi- you say I'm, that all what the time. I call it. I'm, I, I describe myself as a visual learner. Yes, <laughs> I think you're stimulated visually absolutely, as well. Absolutely, I think most men are. Yeah, so we drink with our eyes first, usually, you know, in most things. So, um, you know, take care of yourself, know what your partner likes. Um, So I think this has kind of been big for me, too. Um, Well, the whole visual thing, keep the lights on. And for me, at first, when I was younger, I was nervous about that. I kind of wanted to have sex in the dark because I wasn't as comfortable. And what I find through talking to a lot of men is that the woman doesn't, have to be um, perfect in every way. It's the movement. It's what you just said. It's the movement while making love. It's the action that goes into it. So I do think a lot of men do seem to like, like keeping the lights on. And also when we keep with the whole visual thing, you know, what I find men love is to see me touch myself. Mm Mm-hmm. To see me pleasure myself, to see me find my own body sexual mm-hmm. and whether Absolutely. I'm rub- rubbing, my, rubbing my breasts or, um, you know, rubbing myself anywhere, um, you know, I think that's a really big turn on. Um, so, you know, keep it light also. Like, I think it's easy to get in this rhythm sometimes with certain partners of sex being real serious and I think it's nice when you can kind of laugh and play and communicate while having sex you know what feels good what doesn't um hey can we flip positions Mm -hmm. can you can I get on my knees can I you know whatever can we try something different so I think really being open um and then also 
being constructive though about that openness you know if there's something that's going on there's a way to say it without killing the mood does that make sense it does but i think there's going to be a big thing that might be different between men and women in the bedroom as far as mood um if the mood is killed for a guy it often will derail the experience so yeah I'm going to address the things that you've talked about, including keeping the lights on. If a guy is self-conscious, they're going to want less light. If a guy, for whatever the self-conscious reasons, body type, penis size, whatever the... If, if, they're, if he's going to be more comfortable with less looking at him, uh, the better. I think that goes with both men and women, too. But, um, I think women are the same. Yeah. With, with women... You're spending much more time seducing. Uh, men spend more time, or they need to spend more time seducing a woman for her to be open, typically, and, and, and ready for it. The seduction, I think this is what this is all about. The seduction for a guy often is very visual. Like, you looking hot, regardless of what it is, is going to be really all the guy needs to be uh, titillated by. So I want to do another podcast on the blueprint, but I, I know that we've talked a lot about it. it's not always just the, the, the visual. And I think that's what I want to get around a little bit with men. I do think some men need a certain touch and maybe a little bit of foreplay as well, is my guess, well, that it could make the the experience that much better. And as just as an interlude for that, you know, we did the, the blueprint, the, the sexual blueprint of personalities. And in the testing... I was identified as sexual. I visually am stimulated by things that are normally associated with sex. Bodies, vaginas, breasts, uh, the, the thought and the, the stimulation of intercourse. But what really turns me on is the sensual part of it. Like, I am most excited with touch, with being touched. Yes, I'm titillated by the look, and that's where it all starts. But the the heightened experience is something that's developed. And what I know now is like what I really enjoy about sex is when a woman touches me. Soft touch even. Not even the hard touch that I thought it was. The scratching of the back or the punching in the belly or a slap in the face. But like I just feel like the, the best experience occurred in the aftercare part of it when we're cuddling and touching. But mostly when, even during sex, when you're touching me. When you're rubbing your fingers through my hair and soft touching my legs. Or deliberately rubbing my cock and doing things too. But it's just like, huh, this, this sexual blueprint of personality does morph even during a sexual experience. And I'm looking forward to us talking more about that because I think that goes back also to knowing your partner, right? So, and that goes for both men and women to know what is their, their language, what really stimulates them and really makes them feel good. And it is different. So for you, it's like that. And I'm, I do think for a lot of other men, it'd probably be the same way. And it's different for each person and it's different from the same person with different experiences and different partners. So this Sex is an exploration. It's an exploration even with a person you've had sex with a, a number of times. Going into it with an exploration mindset makes it pretty exciting. And honestly, one of the reasons why I enjoy having sex with multiple people is that I get to experience 
the different body types, the different experiences, the different reactions during an orgasm. I just really enjoy that journey that I'm on right now. I enjoy the diversity. I enjoy the the, uh, the variable nature. Yeah. So you're enjoying, you know, watching the story unfold with different people, right? Exactly. So for each person you're with, it's a different story. Exactly. Start to finish. Exactly. Yeah. And are there certain things that um, women do that really turn you on or that you get going? Or are you just open to everyone so different? I, it, it is. It, I'm, I'm open to everyone being different ages, demographics, body types. Uh, we've definitely talked about that to, to some degree. But the the musts for me, what turns me on, is I know that the woman is intelligent. I know the woman is physically capable, and I know the woman enjoys sexuality like she has a libido she has things that she likes and things that she wants and sometimes the the real seduction part the real seduction is not just to, like is she wet and ready to have sex the real seduction part for me is does she know what she wants and does she know how to ask for it does mm. you know just playing with that sometimes the person will definitely know what they want the, the Steamboat Springs encounter that I had with a person who has rape fantasies, and this is what she wants. She basically wants to be abused, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Like, this is what I want. I want you to, to, to choke me harder, uh, which is a little out of my comfort zone. So for the most part, the experience that I have is like seducing with tenderness and with asking what they like and playing with that and, and you know, just teasing what that desire is. And by the end of experience, if the desires have been teased and experimented with, great. Um, there's definitely more that I am capable of that I want to know. I mean, I don't, um, I don't know ropes very well. Uh, I don't know dominance very well. We've talked about that too, but just the idea of a really confident, dominant character in the bedroom, a lot of women ask for in, in one way or another. Uh, and so I'm exploring that myself and how I could be a better lover in that aspect. So yeah, what, what, what really turns me on is the intelligence, the physicality, and the libido. Well, and, you know, considering, and this is, on, this is on my, you know, what I've been thinking about as well, is that um, a sexual experience can often start, and that sexual tension can actually start way before you're even in each other's presence. And I think that's probably the case for you a lot, because you're talking to these women, whether it be on the phone or texting or whatever. So there's already that conversation around what are you like? What are you interested in? And depending on that, you know, how that conversation goes. And I think it's the same with, with with most um, people, you know, that are trying to get to know each other, or maybe even with couples that have been married for a really long time, that are getting ready for a date night, you know, like, hey, like some sexy texting, or even just conversations around what turns you on, or maybe what do you want to try? What do you want to experiment with? And I think that's overlooked, and it needs to not be. And it sounds like you know, you're getting into those conversations ahead of time. And that's probably part of it all as well. And I'm getting into those conversations. And I want to be clear to the audience. I'm not an expert in this. Uh, I haven't had a whole lot of sexual experiences through my life, more than some, less than others. And really only in the last five years since I've been divorced, have I really been intrigued by sexuality and exploring a variety of aspects of it. Um, and though I'm not an expert, I do 
really enjoy this 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 process of finding what pleases people, including pleasing myself. So any advice that we give during this podcast, uh, hopefully the audience knows that we're not uh, calling ourselves experts. We're not therapists. Uh, we're not coaches. We're people who just enjoy sex and talking about it. So when I, I I've linked to my uh, Tinder and Bumble, like we've had a an episode about dating apps. I, I list this podcast on that and it becomes like one of the first bits of questioning. So we talk about this. What are you interested in? What aren't you interested in? We don't have to talk about sex, but it's really nice to talk about sex because again, it's one of the three key ingredients that turns me on. And if a woman could articulate her interest or her disinterest in sex, that's a really good thing. And if I know the woman has, uh, again, the physical capability of doing it, uh, and the physical capability is the endurance, uh, the, the body type that I'm intrigued by, whatever it might be, you know, there's the, those uh, three things I'm really aroused by. Yeah, and on this podcast, you know, it has, you've been the male voice. So most of what we've heard, everything that we've heard has either been through your experiences, our experiences together. And that's why I really want us to have this conversation like outside of just your male voice, like, you know, men, men in general. So that's what made me start really thinking about it, because what what you like and what you're doing is probably different. I mean, I'm sure what you like is similar to other men, but the process. And you've been talking to other men, including on the Mm -hmm. the dating apps, and you've been having candid conversations. What are men presenting to you with about what are their own desires? What are they looking for in meeting with you? What have you been hearing? Well, interestingly, and I've said this before, I hear a lot of men wanting to be dominated as well. Give me examples. Um, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty clear. You know, like men, men of uh, multiple men, I'm not talking to that many men, you know, I mean, like, I think you have probably more interactions. I'm not talking to that many men. But um, I'd say in the past year to two years, um, I've had, you know, three out of four men that I've been involved with say, you know, oh, women always want me to be dominant. Women have always asked me to, that they want to experience this. And and when I really dig in and say, well, what, you know, I'd love to hear what you want to experience. What are your desires? And I do ask men that. And I do feel like by having that conversation early, it helps them to open up. And three out of four have said, I'd like to be dominated by a woman. I'd like to see what that's like. And I have that those are fantasies for the men that I've been talking to. So they don't, they don't go into really deep detail, you know, I I don't get like exactly what that looks like. And that's hard for me because I've never been dominated by a man. I've never had a sexual experience like that. So it's hard for me to, but I I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. (laughs) I'm going to try it. And so what I'm hearing in, in this conversation is that what pleases your partner is is something that's going to be different between others and it's going to be uh, drawn out through conversation. And I think what you're going to be drawing out through conversation is their kink, their, their fantasy, their fetish. And absolutely, which that's where I want to go. Cause I'm always so interested in that and I, yeah. I love it. But even if I didn't go there, let's say I never had that conversation. I know that if I were to meet, you know, the, the, the male partners that I've had, there are certain things that um, are kind of givens that I'm going to do with any man that I'm with that is going to um, make the sexual experience better. 
so um you know i i love to give head i do i i i enjoy it i feel like i'm good at it i've worked at it it's a process for me and i've never had any complaints um and big big part of that is me focusing and listening and watching what i do have to the, the biggest thing i have to watch for with men is they will allow me to just give them head till they come and then they're like done. And so that's frustrating to me sometimes when I'm with someone, unless I am having like sometimes with my partners, I'm like, Hey, you always, and I've done this with you. You know, you always make it about me all the time. Why don't we have a night? Let's have an experience where it's just about you and you don't have to make me come. Let me please you. Let me pleasure you. Let's just let this be your night. And, and if that's the case, then I can draw that out. I can play, I can do foreplay. I can, you know, I can really draw it out. But, um, I don't always want that. A lot of times the guys come and then they're done. So I do have to balance that a little bit. I have to watch, you know, that's edging though. Right. And we all love a little edging. Mm-hmm. Do we, again, we're talking about how to please a man. Does a man like edging? And I would oh. say for the most part, no. Once you get, once you got me going. That's not what I've heard from other men lately. That's not the feedback I've gotten. Matter of fact, I asked three different guys and I looked on like some online stuff too and a multiple ones talked about edging for men and that it makes their orgasm way better if there's edging involved leading up to it. And um, I do have a friend that I've been sexual with and he even wanted me to kind of slap his cock every once in a while when he was getting really turned on to edge him down a little bit. So to prolong the whole situation. He had a very specific way and I learned a lot from that experience and really enjoyed it. I was not an expert. I need to keep practicing that whole process as any impact is, you know, we've talked about. Um, But <laughs> I, I wanted you to ease off, not actually knock it off. <laughs> what did you I use? Know. A battle axe? Like, I like it when someone slaps my cock. And I was like, okay. I mean, like, and so I just started slapping it. And he's like, no, like this. <laughs> I'm glad he showed me. He had a very particular <laughs> process for it. So. So I mentioned that I I am a, a sensual lover. I enjoy being touched, which does include some spanking and some punching uh, and, and some caressing. Would slapping the cock also be considered a sensual touch? Or was it just, or was it to edge for him? Was it to, I to, think to back off from coming? I think that goes into some kink play, right? So I do think there was some edging there. I also think there was a little... <clears throat> Um, I think he enjoyed a little bit of that pain. And I think there was also a bit of dominance submissive mm, mm. where I'm like, you know, no, you're not allowed to come yet. No, you're not allowed to, you know, no, not yet, not yet type of thing. So I think there were multiple parts in play to that particular episode, um, which were super fun. So I bet men don't make it easy to communicate. Like if you were to ask a guy, a general guy in the street, I says, about what do you like? What are some of the kinks? I bet they have in the back of their mind their entire line of, of fetishes and kinks. But they'll I, say to you, well, yes, I don't know. I think a lot of men are like that. But what I've not done well over the course of my life is actually ask men, actually talk to men about it. And I've also not done a great job of talking to men about my own likes and my own um, desires. So I do think that communication mm. Mm. can open up the world if you just start the conversation. 
and one of the two partners has to start the conversation. So I'm really just now starting to dive in and really ask guys, you know, what what they like. Um, I got in touch with a, an, a, a partner of mine who I've not been sexual with in a while, but we had great sex for, you know, for a while. And, and I asked him, I was like, you know, what really... Um, what turns you on? And one of the things that he said, which I loved, is he said, um, don't be afraid to be sloppy and messy. And I love that because we did. We used to have like sloppy, messy, mm. you know, sex. Like I would go down on him. There'd be like drool and spit and come everywhere. And then I would kiss him on the oh, face. Yeah. And would, oh, know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, just get in it. Don't be afraid to get sloppy and messy. And it actually really turned me on. Like, you know, <laughs> like this whole text message he sent me I was like holy shit I'm <laughs> I was blushing just from like reading it great stuff do you have are you looking at it are you yeah no I'm totally yeah I'm looking at it right now can you can you read it I was kind yeah you may just read it okay so he said be present in a southern accent be present don't act like there is anyone or anyone else in that moment that's I'm never <laughs> doing that again um okay you're welcome um, let them know how much you're looking forward to being there. So we kind of mentioned that. Be specific. Talk about what turns you on. Don't be afraid to make a mess. Get sloppy giving head. Kiss him after. Talk about how it smells and tastes. And I like this. He said, don't complain if you don't like it. Hold that for a later conversation. Interesting. That's uh, that's definitely a conversation piece too. Yeah. And if you say that at the beginning, it might sound transactional, but is sometimes important laying out the the groundworks in which you could move forward and progress with. Yeah. So yeah, and I, I like that. And, and having that in 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 your head, what will please me is if you don't tell me if it's if it's nasty or naughty at the moment, if you could tolerate it, and then we could talk about it afterwards. I think that's really curious. And I great. think so too. And it goes back to what you said in the beginning about killing the moment, right? You don't, you don't mm -hmm. want to kill the mm -hmm. moment. You want to keep it going. You want to build it up and yep. get it hotter. Um, so so if, you were, if you were to be kissing with a sloppy mouth like that, and you said, ew, that would ruin it. Um, if you said gross, that would ruin it. <laughs> you're for like, ew, sure. gross. <laughs> yeah. No, if, if, yeah, if, if that's said during sex, it doesn't matter what partner oh, is no, saying it. Yeah. Absolutely. Like what? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, keep that to a later conversation. Yeah. But <laughs> keep the mood. There hot. have been times like when I've been with you and I wasn't particularly liking a certain position or a certain thing and I think I was able to say, "Hey, can I change positions?" or that doesn't actually feel super great. So, I think there's a way to go about having those conversations without completely killing the mood. Depends on what it is, right? It is. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I like this. And um, he said prostate massage and rimming are incredible. And I will say that's something that I'm finding most men do like. Um, I think some men are a little afraid to go there. But if they can open themselves up enough, then it is very pleasurable. I think it's physically pleasurable for men. And I like this, though. He said, and if you don't like something, don't force yourself to do it. So if you're a woman and if you're not comfortable with doing a prostate massage or something like that, don't force yourself. Um, you don't have to do that, but I do find most men like play like that. And then let me let me jump in there right yeah. there. Uh, and I'm glad this person has been sharing this information because it's very it's it just it, it's it's on topic. Yeah. I thought I would like anal more. Mm -hmm. I love giving anal, 
I love eating ass. <laughs> I love penetrating. And I thought I would like that more. And I've certainly enjoyed uh, your prostate massages and, and others who have given me incredible orgasms through a prostate massage. But what I found is that I do clench. Mm-hmm. Uh, and clenching makes things more tight and less enjoyable. I need a lot of lube, of course. Everyone needs a lot of lube. But I, I just find that I get really in my head with anal, like, of course, verifying that I'm clean and, and all of that. But what I really, 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 really like, less so the penetration for me and more of the the work around the it, uh, between the balls and the ass, yes, with your hand, like wet, like slimy, greasy Flappy. wet, like lube, like too much <laughs> lube there and just rubbing your hand is fantastic. And of course, your tongue rolling across my uh, balls down into the ass. I love, 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 love that. that. That's good to hear. I think that most men do. And I will, as a woman, bring this up. It's better for me if a man can let me know. Like if they're like, oh, that feels incredible. I love that versus just being quiet. Because if they're just quiet, I'm like, I don't know if they like this or not. I'm probably going to stop and do something different. But if they're like, oh, that feels so good, then I know I'm on the right track. Right. And this is for another topic. It's a big question. uh, And and I'm just going to throw it out there. A person's cultural and religious sensibilities may put that back door, as they say, in the back burner. Like, don't go anywhere near that. I don't know if I like it, but I've been told uh, by my culture that uh, I should not like that at all. Absolutely. In fact, I may even burn in... (laughs) eternal damnation if you uh, even look at it back there. And we don't want anyone to be burning in eternal damnation, right? We want to avoid that. Absolutely. <laughs> so, no, you're right. And and it just, you know, depending on your partner, it's cultural, right? You do need to know the culture of your partner. So, yeah, m- most men that I'm with are pretty open and free-spirited. So, good. you know. And that's what attracts you. Yeah. What, oh, wait, what do you mean? The the open and free-spirited men who also talk with their libido and in a respectful manner. Yeah, and that are yeah, and I probably have a similar taste in, in men. Going a little bit to cultural too. I'm not a, a a sociologist, but I think a lot of our desires are initially informed by our culture. Uh, as young men, we see sex presented to us through nudity and pornography. Mm. We see blatant sexual experiences in film. We see exceptionally blatant sexual experiences in porn. And we are accustomed at it from an early age to associate good sex with, uh, dare I say, submissive women with big boobs. So when you're able to break outside of your cultural norm and experience what you really like yourself, that takes time and it takes maturity and it really requires you to leave your cultural norm. I know uh, when I was in Japan, this was something that was really fascinating. I discovered that at least the porn in Japan, I can't say if this is true for real life, the porn in Japan really puts a woman in a high-pitch, squealy, I'm-in-pain moment. If you look at Jap- general Japanese porn, the woman squeals as if she's not enjoying it. And that doesn't turn me on whatsoever, but apparently that's the what porn is informing people in Japan sex is like. Wow. 
that sounds not very sexy at all. <laughs> it doesn't to me, no, but I, I'm not Japanese. I'm not in that culture, but I, I like I like women who enjoy yeah. it. And in, in, in the porn that I'm familiar with in the United States, the porn that I really enjoy is when the female is smiling. And, you know, when Tumblr was a thing, like I had a Tumblr account where I was just, you know, sharing images that I saw online, pornographic images, and I called it smiling in cum. <laughs> and the, the bulk of the images were women with cum on their face and big smiles. Well, I think that kind of brings me to one of the, uh, the other points on my list is like for women to, if they're enjoying it, show that they're enjoying it. You know, I've, I've talked to a lot of men that have been like, oh, I've had partners sometimes that just don't that don't seem to react in one way or another. seems like they're just kind of along for the ride opposed to really like being in the act with the partner, you know, being a part of it. They're like a passive member of the, you know, the process. So I, I think, I think if you are enjoying it, you know, show that you're enjoying it. Like for me, I'm very vocal. You can tell with me if I'm enjoying it. It's very clear. Mm -hmm. And, and I've had a lot of guys say that they do enjoy that, um, that, that oh, they yeah. appreciate that. They're like, Oh, it makes me even more turned on or make me want to do more or make me want to go further because I could tell how mm -hmm. much you're enjoying it. Cause you let me know. I mean, the whole neighborhood can probably tell, unfortunately, but you know, I, I think, I think you've been shushed in your day. Um, uh, and what really turns me on, I've talked about being touched, spanked, slapped. Those are the things. Having my anus rubbed and licked really turns me on. But really what's turning me on lately is the experiences that I've had with you that's loud, that's wet, that's sloppy, yeah. that includes squirting, that includes yelling, your pleasure yell. Not yell I'm being raped or yell I'm being hurt, but yell I am enjoying yeah. this. And your, your reactions, that includes twitching and gyrating and just dripping. <laughs> like, yes, 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 more of that. If, if there's anything that I've learned that really uh, turns me on is sloppy, loud, deliberate, enjoyed sex. Yeah, it's, it's the <laughs> uninhibited, right? It's when you can let go and you can just like get dirty in it. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I try not to hold back. Um, and, and that's you. Yeah. And what I guess I'm liking about all of this when I have sexual experiences with you, what I like is that you are so genuine to yourself. Mm. You enjoy it and I enjoy it too. Uh, some women can't say that they're loud. Some women can't say they squirt. Some women can't say that they've done anything more than missionary. And if they enjoy it, that's the important thing. Absolutely. If they're them and they're doing what feels good to them, fantastic. I'm going to enjoy that experience too. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And, and just because I'm how I am, I don't expect any other woman to ever be. And, and other women can find just as much pleasure, I'm sure, without being loud. I do find personally <laughs> when, I, when I try to be quiet, where we? I feel like I was somewhere where I had to be really, oh, I know. There have been times where for whatever reason here in the house, we've had to be really quiet and my orgasms aren't as big. Like if I'm trying to 
shush myself, um, which you've never tried to shush me. But if I try to shush myself, I don't want to <laughs> shush you. I want to hear it. Then it does seem to directly affect how big my orgasms are, which is all leads back to energy, right? It's an energy release. And, and I, for, for me, like being verbal, it's building my energy up and up and up. So... So you often muffle yourself. You put your hand on your mouth. Um, you bit a blanket mm. once. I think that worked good for that you. And then we experimented with a, a gag ball. Yeah. So a gag ball, going back to the visual thing, could look hot maybe? But we neither of us really found it hot, did we? Did you? No, not us. Not us. <laughs> no. One, I couldn't hear you as much, and I really want that. And two, it just looked, it just looked awkward. Yeah, it felt awkward. The whole, it was, the whole thing was awkward. What am I going to do with that gag ball? We used it one time and I'm, I'll never use it again. If you've had positive experience with a gag ball, if it's been pleasurable, let us know. Reach out to us on our social media, Instagram and Twitter at Woodbird Podcast and email us whatbirdpodcast right. at gmail.com. All right. I have, I have one more thing and then I know we need to cut it off because our, our time's getting long. Um, so my friend, and I love this, he said, he said, stroke, lick, suck and play with his cock. Rub it on your ass, your breasts, your clit, everywhere, which I, yep. I love to do all that. Yep. Good advice. Yep. And then he, this is my favorite. He said, keep going. Don't stop after he comes. Give him time to get hard again and go for it again and over and over. The best orgasms are rare Rarely the first time and are the first ones and not all men are made where they can do that or they may need more time in between or maybe they need to not come or take a break. But I, I love I love that he threw that in there. I think that was great. I think that's great too. Uh, sage advice. And I think people could relate to it. I'm kind of a one and done kind of comer. Uh, it, it takes it takes it takes a, a while for me to recover. And that's, again, why I like toys. Uh, why edging, I guess, kind of edging. is like, I'm okay getting soft and then we can move on to something else and then get hard again. Um, so, yeah, just being able to, to prolong the experience. I know once I come, I'm not going to be coming during this next session. I might not even get hard again during this, this session. So, But the thing with you, that doesn't mean you're done, though. So I wouldn't call you one and done. I would just say you per, you, know, like you physically come and then that's it but that doesn't mean that you're done with the experience you keep going i like yeah. the prolonged experience i like the idea of going for an hour or two hours or more and it sounds like you have a, a lover who's in that range like we're going to be having this experience that includes sex and more sex and changing rooms and uh eating in the meantime but completely naked and still dripping with right. you know sexual energy and then continue on fantastic i mean that that masculine energy that portrayal of masculine energy i think uh is is self-confidence boosting for a man i mean a man a heterosexual man yeah. wants to feel like a man they want to feel like they're pleasing a woman and if a woman is sweaty and dripping and loud and touching them and squeezing them and jerking them off those are all masculine informing experiences yeah, thank absolutely. you uh, I don't necessarily like talking during sex. <laughs> I, I, know, I know a lot of females do want to oh. hear conversation, dirty talk or whatever. I, I, I tend to be pretty quiet. You brought that up on another uh, another podcast episode. And I don't, I, I've been with men that are more quiet than you. You make little sounds. You definitely, I can tell, like you communicate 
a lot during sex. I don't consider you to be quiet. And I think if a guy was talking a whole lot, it would distract me. So maybe you and I are just in the same way. And maybe other women like to talk more than I do. I don't think I'm a big talker during sex. Addressing the fantasy thing. I think if a person has a daddy uh, fantasy, they're going to be turned on if their female partner is calling them certain titles, Hey Daddy, or whatever it is. So again, it goes back to no matter what, communicating and obviously uh, upfront communication, what we're interested in, where are we going, how can we explore with it, how can we experiment with it, how yeah, dirty messy. can we get with it, and how messy. All of this, of course, with, this will sound woke, <laughs> uh, but with consent <laughs> and with safety and with boundaries all along those lines, you know, communication. Communication, I think we're learning in this podcast, is the ingredient required. I agree. For and good I sex. think that there's a lot of people that have been in long term relationships that have not had that level of communication. And I just want to say, just because you haven't had it up to this point, doesn't mean that you cannot incorporate it into an already existing, well established relationship. Thank you for talking about this. How yeah. to please a man. As we're wrapping up, what are some conversations we're going to have in the future? Oh, my goodness. Well, we have a whole list here. Um, breaking up. I know you've already kind of mentioned. I want to have a conversation about, about masturbation because I'm... Yes. Fortunately, I've had way too much self-masturbation in my, my life. Unfortunately. I'm just... It's just not my thing. I mean, I do it, but I... Uh, so, okay. And then the blueprint we brought up. Um, I do definitely want to talk about that. Um, one-time hookups. I want to talk about that. Um, loveless marriage. Loveless marriage. Um, let's see. Oh, inhibitions. You didn't know about that one. I just added that one to the list a little while ago. Can you give me a, 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 a little taste of what that might be like? Um, well, I personally was very closed up in my sexuality and in my body for a really long time and I was having okay sex but it wasn't until I was able to let go and become a little bit more in, in like uninhibited um and like let go like drop some veils that I actually really started growing into a much more full sexual being and so just thinking around what those inhibitions are how they affect us us being aware just being aware of them and then trying to consciously kind of break those down. Um, I, I think, gosh, there's so much room for growth there. And I, I'd love to just have a conversation, open conversation about it. That's what this podcast is about. Open conversations, transparent, honest. If you have a topic that you'd like to uh, talk with us about, reach out in our social media at Woodbird podcast and email us whatbirdpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Susie, thank you so much. Can we leave this episode with like a true, genuine Southern accent? You are from the Deep South. I am. I've heard you speak to people from the Deep South so you don't, with a Southern accent. You don't think I use a Southern accent now? You're not using a Southern accent now. You don't, you don't think I talk with a Southern accent? Come on. Come on, bring it out. <laughs> pretend, pretend, I'm, pretend I'm your brother from Louisiana. Oh, no. Give us a farewell with your brother from Louisiana. No, Louisiana is different. <laughs>
Well, Sam, I will say this has been lovely talking to you, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Until next time. Thanks so much. <laughs> you got to edit that out. No! Yeah, you can't leave it in. Oh, we'll have a private conversation about it. It's going to be left in. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, get, see. I thought we were having a private conversation. <laughs>